Yeah, uh, we're NASCAR may become yeah, the one the of the most news, the, the most, most socially conscious yeah. <laughs> sports in America. Bobo Wallace is so proud right now. He's so he's a he man. I hope he doesn't have any bad tweets, man. Episode 9 of Beyond the Bleachers. We miss you. I know you've missed us. And we are here with more content. A new week. Uh, Moses, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah. You know, had a couple days off here and there. So making it a bit of a long weekend and enjoying the time. Trying to catch up on as much sports as I can. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, so yeah. lots of... Uh, Good news, not so good news. Oh, but other than that. oh yeah, no the very the vast amounts of uh, sporting action happening around the world. I'm sure it was a struggle for you to figure out what what to watch, huh? You know, with every everything going on, with regular life. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we uh, we we could say that we both had like an eventful weekend when in terms of our sports teams uh, we'll get into that uh, if anyone had been following of course they were probably wondering what the uh, premier league would look like for us and i'm sure if you do a short google search it'll be a different story to what we were hoping for i would say that on both fronts wouldn't you say moses mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but we also get into a bit of what's happening in the nba we got kendrick perkins and Kevin Durant going at each other's neck. Um, does that? I feel like there's more to this OKC team that they were in together. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, talk about a bit of the NFL. We have uh, Dak Prescott and, and a few other QBs finally putting a pen to paper and getting them themselves a uh, a nice big bag. But yeah, before we get into um, all that, uh, Moses. Yeah, what the. Uh, do you, what do, what do you think? What do you what do you want to report on? Anything that you found interesting from last week um, in terms of sports? You know, I was glad to see the Premier League back. Just, yeah. I was curious to see how that would actually turn out. Um, obviously, the the results not kind to certain fans of a certain team, but yeah. uh, nevertheless, uh, you know it was a, a good competition. Uh, glad to see the games back. Dud between Liverpool and Everton, uh, so that was a waste <laughs> of ninety minutes. <laughs> Mostly a, a dud, a dud match, underwhelming. Uh, I would imagine the most underwhelming uh, return for most Liverpool fans. Uh, especially when you're this close, right to the edge. Well, uh, you you're you're thinking to yourself that okay, you know what? You haven't capitulated everything just yet. You're still you're still. But this there. is how it starts. You have a long lead. <laughs> God, could you, could you imagine if they I just could. went over? That yes. would just be horrible. I would love well, it. But then I would say Arsenal is in that place right now. We are far, far, far below that place, my friend. We have uh, we hit that rock bottom a long time ago and kept <laughs> well, sinking. Apparently, Darren Bent uh, as well as Neil uh, Mapai, yeah, uh, for uh, for Brighton, yeah, uh, former Tottenham striker Darren Bent, uh, yep. echoing the same comments, <laughs> talking about there's a lot of uh, arrogance. Arsenal players have always been arrogant, and this yeah. is just you know and them biting them in the uh, ass again. So that's kind of yeah. how it's. 
how it's being portrayed after a, I, I have to admit the game I did not give him much hope against Arsenal or not Arsenal no. uh, Manchester City yeah uh, but the Brighton but game the, the Brighton game you're up 1-0 you're thinking okay you know uh, they're 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 going to take this and all of a sudden they give up two late goals especially the one yeah. in the uh, final seconds of stoppage time so, horrible yeah that's three points that they wish they had back so oh easily yeah that, that's uh, that's what that's what I kind of uh, assume this week. I know the the Bundesliga has already been captured by by Munich, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not uh, I'm not worried. Like like at, at this point, I'm just like eh, we're just fighting for a Champions League spot. Of we got course. you know we're we're trying to get that second spot and yeah. give us some breathing room. That's how here's, I see it. Here's actually now that you mention it, Moses, with uh, with that in mind, and we're talking about the Bundesliga. Uh, mm-hmm. A Canadian native and someone native to the city I'm in in Vancouver, Alphonse, Alfonso Davies, uh, you know, a part of this winning Bayern Munich team. You know, basically, what, eight, they, eight, eight Bundesligas like within the last 10 years or something? They've won eight in a row. Yeah, no, eight in a row. Ridiculous. I mean, it's, a, it's almost as if they're the only ones in the whole country, Moses. I don't know if you can speak to that at all. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, to get, no, what, what I was saying was Alphonse Davies, uh, he actually, um, Alfonso Davies, sorry. He actually broke the, um, Bundesliga record for the fastest, uh, I guess, uh, fastest average speed. Um, like I think he was doing kilometers? 36 kilometers, which, you know, of course, ridiculous. Uh, he would have gotten the, a ticket in the school zone. Yeah, that's how fast he was going. That's how quick he was going. He would have received, thank you, Moses. He would have been stopped, pulled over, and said, son, do you know why I pulled you over today? <laughs> um, but, I mean, I want to know what that means for the league. Because if there's anything, when you get those little, those little check marks or things like that, those indicators it really brings a lot more teams into the fold of hmm who are we sourcing our uh, talent from you know and uh, come on let's be honest this of course Bundesliga is a very diverse league Moses but I feel like someone like Alphonse Davies has shown them a lot more that a lot more can be achieved if we can start pumping some diversity numbers up there you know get Get some speed going, right? I think it's going to... If you had some... Because Alphonse Davies is quick. But Alphonse Davies can tell you that there's five kids he knew who were quicker than he was. Who he probably played with in his neighborhood. You know? Who came from, like, I don't know, freaking Abbotsford. Or Edmonton. Or freaking, I don't know, from the Caribbean. Or something like that. Or Ghana. Jamaica. Nigeria. The trend is, Moses, is what I'm trying to say, is Bundesliga needs to realize other leagues have been going at 36 kilometers. <laughs> they just need to catch up. And I think the more that they get into that, I think it's going to increase the um, vibrancy and also like the popularity of the league. Like he's definitely showing a new, uh, he's showing a new aspect of the league that I think a lot of more him and Holland are showing a lot more of the league than I would say a Thomas Muller could have done or a Goetze could have done or a Royce could have done not to say that they're you know bad players they export the league globally at a very high level 
but I mean, no, no, you know, it's this new generation, I think, definitely changing things up. Diversity in the Bundesliga, yes. I think That's, you're seeing yeah. this from a, a bigger perspective in the sense that, you know, you just mentioned two players, uh, Holland uh, playing yeah. for Dortmund, and you mentioned Davies um, yeah. for Munich. Both those yeah. guys, rising young stars uh, in world football. Yes. Both of them are still teenagers. Yeah. Both of them belong to countries that haven't really had a little to no success on the international no. stage. Canada exactly. and Norway. So yes. we're starting to see these leagues and these players, I should say, being produced from these countries coming in. It's always been a global game, but it's always good to always. see players that are coming from not necessarily the most established football nations. Uh, yes. That haven't had the greatest of success. All of a sudden, do that. We saw that in Norway with the, in the Euros and qualifying. Um, at least you know the the attempt to in the yeah. World Cup. Yes. So well, Iceland saw, too, or Iceland. Um, Iceland. In, in yeah. Iceland uh, in, in particular, sorry, Iceland is what I'm referring to. So mm-hmm. you, you're looking at these countries now and these athletes that are coming from them. Um, you're starting yes. to, you know, I think that's going to help the game a little bit, a lot uh, further down the road, um, bringing in more eyes to certain leagues, uh, to these players, and perhaps we'll start seeing, you know, more players being inspired, especially in Canada, because we need it on the men's side in particular. Oh, for sure. We definitely need. uh, We have some players, but we haven't done much. But we're starting to slowly see that. Uh, Jonathan David, I believe uh, once the season was scrapped, the Belgian um, Pro League, the first division side, uh, the first division, uh, we had a Canadian who led the league in scoring or was at the top. Uh, by you know all things uh, finished because of COVID, well, but keep that's that's yeah. that's definitely good, and you're starting to see more of these young players play out in Europe and get the experience. So for me, yes. I'm thrilled. And then you see that even with the Americans, right? Uh, you saw Reina uh, Pulisic yes. was one guy uh, before he went out to uh, right Chelsea. Now. Oh yeah, before he went yeah. out to Chelsea. Um, I know Timo Werner, uh, not American, but on a As, side note, yes. uh, he's going to be joining Chelsea. Um, so As you look well, at yes. yeah, so they're 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 boosting it there now, getting back on track. Um, you know, mm-hmm. look at um, uh, who else was that? Jaden Sancho from England, yeah, uh, playing yes. out in the Bundesliga. So you're you're starting to see a lot of great talent. I've always been an advocate of like if I was a you know a young talented athlete and I had the option of playing for a middle t- you know middle tier middle-of-the-road Premier League team. Sure, you'll have the eyes. You'll be with your boys. You know, you're, you're, you know you got the, those comforts. But the you're not going down. anywhere. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You might have yeah. a decent run at a, you know, um, you know, at a FA Cup. But that's sure. pretty much the extent of your highlights. You know, because yeah. at, at the end of the day, your the idea is to get looked at by these bigger clubs. The but bigger hey, it, clubs, yeah. But it doesn't always happen. You, you've seen the influx mm-hmm. of other European, other African talent, other talent from across the globe. So Manchester United is not necessarily always going to be looking in their backyard. Neither is the other top four teams. So with that said, if I was a young player and I was in a situation like that, I'm like, well, I'm going to be either in the middle of the road or go to the championship. You know what? I'm going to go over to Greece. I'm going to go over to Turkey. I'm going to go over to Germany. Go over wherever you can for an opportunity Mm -hmm. because if you play on a Champions League stage, that's going to do much more for your exposure than it would be playing in, you know, West Ham. Like, let's let's be honest. As much as the Premier League does generate more money, you probably would make more money if you stayed in England. But I've always been – at least that's just my my perspective is – 
I always like to take a challenge and I'm like, what is going to get me more eyeballs? I can always make that money later, but what's going to get me an opportunity to play in those premier tournaments? How many guys can you say would love to be having a crack at the Champions League, right? Yeah. You know, wanting the opportunity to be facing the Real Madrids of the world. Like that's who you want to see. You want to test your medal. And the only way you're going to get better is if you face world-class talent. You're only, you might see that a couple weeks here and there. But I'm telling you, if you're a kid that's, you know, playing for, a, you know, a, a team, the middle to bottom Small, tier. Smaller team, yeah. Exactly. Maybe and, it's better. And you got it. another team that, you know, has aspirations of making the Champions League. Not saying yeah. they're going to go win it, but have success. No. You're going to be on a bigger stage. Brighter lights. Better so, chance for recognition, yeah. even from Very the true. clubs from your own own country. You go Very there. True. So I've, I, I love the fact that Jaden Sancho went there. I think you're seeing a lot of... Um, a lot of the English kids do that, and you're starting yes. to see them uh, become much more successful. And I think you yeah. started seeing that wave, and they had the success in 2018 uh, we saw in Russia. And I think it's going to mm-hmm. continue on the road they go because they're having such great young talent. They're producing them, and they're playing in world-class leagues. You can't deny yes. that Bundesliga is pretty solid. You know, you can yeah. say that, you know, even if it's in the French league, doesn't matter what. If you can get these exposure for these kids, I think it's going to be better for your game. So I personally uh, love it. And that's 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 kind of been my mindset because I'm thinking if you're going to grow, you want to face the top competition. No better way to do that if you can go somewhere else. And yeah, yeah I'm seeing that with uh, the United States is uh, kind of re- in that rebuilding mode. But England, uh, considering what they've done over the last five, six with years and their success. Gareth is definitely looking at that, yeah. Yeah. It's because they're producing these kids and letting them play in high-level competitions I'll, elsewhere. I'll, elsewhere, yeah. I no, completely agree. And you know what's even funnier is because this is a complete reverse from uh, 2006. Because pre-2006 World Cup, or at least after the 2006 World Cup, the notion, especially for f- football teams nationally, was that Follow the Spanish model, which was you keep most of your players in in the same league because most of, you know, the Spanish team played for Barcelona, Valencia or Real Madrid um, or Atletico Madrid. Sorry. Um, so the, a very small collection of players all playing in the same league, but who are very familiar with one another and the style of play. And it helped them win a World Cup. So it was kind of that idea. And you saw those pieces moving around where the FA started to have these regulations, right? Where they said how many homegrown players can be on a squad versus international players because they felt as though if we can grow our homegrown players um, exclusively in our leagues, it'll probably amount for a better turnover. But it's funny to say because just like you're saying now, with because uh, the UK really pushed it hard and so did Germany. But then they're also finding that that finding that you're putting your younger players in just situations, like you said, where they can cut their teeth at an earlier age, regardless of it being at uh, in a big club or not. And rather, you want them in a smaller club. So there's less pressure on them as they're doing it. You're not expected to win when you're when you're young. But you get the opportunity to test for it, right? It's always you're always overachieving if you actually even win, um, because it's a smaller club or a club from a team from a country that you're not really familiar with, as opposed to if you are already playing for the Man Uniteds or the Bosses or the Bayern Munichs of the world. Uh, the, mm-hmm. It's a lot more pressure. So yeah, I do think that this may just switch 
mindsets around even further so, especially if Jadon Sancho can continue his progress. Because the UK love him, but I think his apprehension to come back to the UK, uh, but still wanting to play for England, right, is showing that he can flourish outside of England um, at an international level and still produce. Because the last, there's very few times the English players have done that where they've gone off, you know, that the last time you saw that was Michael Owens and the David Beckhams of the world where they were going to Spain attempting to to prove the prowess of English football. But, you know, you always get lost in that source. There's just so much, a lot more, there's a lot of talent. But Jaden Sancho is showing that, I mean, even people like Raheem Sterling are guys good enough that they could go to Spain, I personally believe, and do just as well. You know what I mean? So I think it's definitely a different... We're in a different realm. I'm excited for the new football generation and whatever these kids are going to produce. I think we're in for a very interesting um, international and also club level, at least the next 10 years, for sure. Whoever Whoever's going to dominate um, may not even be from a, a team that we are familiar with. But anyway, yeah, so um, in... Switching over, switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk to you, Moses, about uh, the NBA. So, yeah, we've had recently, um, David Adam Silva has had to come forward just to say, you know, there is an opportunity to reassess the coming, the, the reopening of the NBA, you know, in light of what's happened politically, um, plus with COVID still being a very big um, concern for their safety and uh, already having a few players testing positive in other leagues as well as in uh, the NBA. So it puts it had put a lot of stress on the league to, to return. And, you know, uh, people like, um, you could say, uh, from the team, from the, I guess, the realms of the Brooklyn Nets, um, you know, sort of toxic, toxic group chat, if you if you will. They uh, felt as though it should be, there should be an opportunity to suspend play. You know, of course, in in recognition of what's happening politically in the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's all honorable. So, of course, uh, Kendrick Perkins had something to say. Didn't think it was necessary because he felt as though, and a lot of people, pundits included. Um, who also, you know, there's two sides to this point, you know, that to begin with, um, who, you know, should you play? Should you not? Moses, you know, what do you think? Initially, what do you think? What, what do you think? Should, should they be pushing to play or should they not? I think you can do more with your voice by yeah. playing than you would by sitting out. Uh, in, yes. in these cases, uh, I think it's a, an advantage to amplify that voice even more so. Uh, yeah, you could mm-hmm. sit out, but we've already been sitting out for three months, and I don't think it really helps yeah. the league in in general. Yeah. If you were looking at from a pro like from a uh, protest of uh, I guess perspective, uh, protest perspective, yes. or if you're looking for yeah. a you know like that uh, that message, I think it goes a lot clearer. You can do things with the league. I think out of all the sports leagues. Even though there's some that are coming around, and some of that embrace um, yeah. what's kind of transpired like the last few weeks, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're NASCAR may become yeah, the, one the, of the, news, most, the, the most, most socially conscious yeah. <laughs> sports in America. Bob Wallace is so proud right now. 
He's so he's a he man. I hope he doesn't have any bad tweets, man. This is this could go one of two ways. Yeah. He's either going to be a hero or he will die a villain. I'm telling you right now. So yeah. I hope he's got a clean history. Whatever it is, Twitter's already on it. Don't worry about it. We'll find within the next week and a half whether or not we should all be behind Bubba or not. <laughs> you know, for me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going back to going back to what I was saying, I just feel yeah. that. When you have what's transpiring, I think it's, I think it's better to play. Now, if yes. you're talking about all the other fears that are going on with it, I guess with the concerns, that's something that has to be looked at, because yeah. your health at the end of the day is going to matter, especially if you're an it's athlete. Paramount. Your window is short. For sure, right? you only get thirty years maximum for most players. For for maybe no, fifteen percent of players get thirty years maximum, right? Yeah. Like the rest are like maybe five, ten years. So if you think about it, that's that's mm-hmm. you know a significant amount of money that could be lost for them in the long yeah. run. Uh, when it comes to pertaining to like Kyrie and what's being said with the Brooklyn Nets, I I hear the pain, but I think you can do more good on the court as opposed to off it. Uh, yeah. In in the sense that if you just are you know taking yourself out of it, I think because yes. people are going to tune into the games, even people that might not necessarily agree with your point, your worldview. Mm-hmm. But it's a good yeah. way to kind of say, hey, let me take the time to explain it. And you know with the NBA, oh, yeah. they're going to be fully on board kind of getting back to I what I was referring agree. to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be smarter for them to play. Uh, I know yeah. the whole thing that went down with KD and Kendrick Perkins was, was hilarious a little bit. Hilarious. Uh, hilarious. But, but it's one of those things that, you know, you have to kind of take your stuff, you know, self yeah. back and understand. I'm like, look, I, I, I get that, you know, you're not necessarily – uh, you know, happy or you're you're more so concerned, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So I but yeah no I I completely agree. So I was gonna say like I um especially on the point of spreading a message, it would make more sense to go back, right? Uh, the NBA has the privilege, and the end the players in the NBA have the privilege of playing for a company that uh is very comfortable with them speaking out right with uh the players creating their own platforms with them reaching out to the fans and reaching out to the people right and i and i agree best way i'm like every time i think about the players wanting to not come back i'm thinking about that episode seven or eight of the lost dance with michael jordan and i'm watching the utah jazz series or is it maybe nine or ten and you're looking at the the fans at in utah 90s and i'm like those are the guys who need to hear this right now (laughs) who who need to those fans like that because like those are the fans back in the day the fans that bill russell had to deal with the fans that you know so many of these athletes over the years have had to deal with like kareem abdul jabbar uh and and have also spoken out about it too so i agree like it should be said right like have the confrontation where you're saying okay you guys can't run away you are here to watch this sport sport and you appreciate this sport and the players of this sport so appreciate this message right it's it it drives it home a bit better um plus you know 
Yo, we trying to get people. People gotta get paid, man. God damn, you know we ain't trying to. We ain't trying to be broke forever. Oof, come on, bring the money back. You know, TV money. Get the TV deals and all that stuff. I'm all for it. And I think, but you, now, and I think you yeah. can. And it's an. And these guys talk about amplifying their voice. I think it's yeah. having the game out there is a way to do that. Um, not oh, just sure. just playing, but just being on TV in that in that type of atmosphere in that environment. Yeah, and you know you're going to have a backing from a lot of people. You know, so it, way it, yes, a lot oh, of yeah. uh, your your fellow um, teammates uh, as well mm-hmm. as um, the NBA as a whole. So I I don't yeah. see this taking away from any movement no. uh, like the BLM no. movement. I see this yeah. as a way to kind of amplify it even more so. Yeah, just to have more so of the discussions that need that I think in America they should be having when it comes to not just the like the police brutality issue, uh, but also just overall like the relation race relations or how they perceive um, each each other in America. Like having that discussion, I think at a broader in a broader form, I think will help a lot more a lot more than it will hurt. And I, so, but what is funny is that, and what I wanted to also bring up was the, that, the, yeah, that point with, uh, so Kyrie, you know, starts it off, you know, with the idea to, to st- stay out, you know, toxic Brooklyn group chat, uh, going, you know, my man wants to start his own league. He says he didn't say that. Apparently he left the group chat after, you know, it was found out that that was leaked somehow. So someone in someone on the someone in the group chat is leaking information. I think it's Boogie Cousins personally because I know they're good buddies, but I'm pretty sure he's the type of guy who's like, ah, I don't give a shit, you know. But he, maybe we're having our own Horace Grant, Michael Jordan moment all over again. I thought maybe you know, we're watching it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't snitch. You snitched. You told the press. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I wanted to, to, to say that I think Kendrick Perkins, for as much as he had already cut his teeth as a player, you know, of course, not the most, you know, verse like agile player in his career, but still. He was a good center. A, a good center. I still feel, he did we what he needed I feel to. the Celtics would have won a second championship if okay, he was there. Whatever, man. I'm just saying. No, that's it saying. was not it was I'm not just Perkins saying. that Perkins it was, was not because Perkins, of Perkins. Yes, Perkins provided something you, different to that team. Ta- like case. Yes, you know what? Even the small, like even like the 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 the, the least, like you know, you had like the Bill Wennington, like even the Bulls. They had guys who were good role players. That okay, were, what, the know, next has, thing you're gonna tell me, Brian Scalabrini. Also, if he had he been given a new contract, maybe you could have run it back. Okay, don't mess with the white mamba. Okay, <laughs> oh, don't mess with the white mamba. Oh. Okay, okay. We all know it was because, you know, Jesus Shuttleworth decided he wanted to go to South Beach. You know, that's literally it. You guys just lost your shooter. No, but I'm talking but I'm just but I'm talking about the series when they lost to the Lakers in twenty ten. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, they went to the finals and lost to them. They were up three two in yeah. that series and then they ended up losing yes. in seven. And I'm telling you, if Kendrick Perkins was there, I think the game like I think the the whole dynamics would have changed. You would they Kendrick would have beaten Paul. I think I think Kendrick. <laughs> you think Kendrick would have beaten Paul? I think. think he, I'm not okay. saying he would do, oh. but he'd be a force <laughs> inside that he would cause a lot of. Oh, <laughs> you can't <laughs> confidently say it. 
This, yeah, all right, all right, man. You know, yeah, wallow in whatever this. Hey, I'm whatever. just saying they missed him in game. I think it was six sure. of the suspension, and yeah, yeah. in seven they didn't really recover. So, like, I don't know. No. I, I think Kendrick Perkins was he was integral in the part was he was a good role player for the Celtics. Yeah, wanted chip but, and yeah, but, but up more. until that point, up until that point. He was the most decorated guy on that OKC team, to be honest. Well, yeah, when he joined them, yeah, because he actually had experience of playing. He in actually finals. had a ring. Yeah. He actually knows what it's like to Multiple beat finals. someone. Yeah, exactly. So I just feel like the air maybe that he had when he was on that squad was one of you know I you know I watch him all the time on 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 ESPN and very interesting very fun guy but I think that you know sometimes he has a, a tendency to tell you what it is you know in his Kendrick Perkins sort of way you know we all know what I'm talking about but imagine you have you know a viper aka Kevin Durant and you have someone who like Kendrick Perkins who I'm I don't think he, it's his his business to put to rub you the wrong way, but he's he's probably the guy to tell you exactly what's wrong with you or what's what you're doing wrong. Yeah, he has no problem. You know, he has no problem. He has no problem with telling you. Listen, you want to win a championship, you cannot operate like this. You cannot be thinking like this. And I'm pretty sure he was doing plenty of that in the OKC locker room. Plenty of that because the way KD and Kendrick went off. Seemed like this was this was deeper than ramp. This had this was bubbling, you know, and I mean it had been because I you know if we track back to this beef history, I'm pretty sure KD had already come at him on Twitter talking about how into oh yeah how integral he was. <laughs> okay, it's not funny. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. Hey man. I'm listen. You ask KG, you, can, you ask Paul Pierce, yeah, we, you ask Ray <laughs> Allen, you ask the guys that are on the roster, you ask Ray John Rondo. I'm telling you, they would say the exact same thing. You ask, uh, yeah, you ask uh, Big Baby, yeah, you know. Oh man, Nate Robinson. yeah, Big Baby. Yeah, no, you guys had a very good squad. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Um, but yeah, no. I don't know if if KG and I mean not KG but KD uh, is really the guy to to be l- listening to in this situation because I don't know if um, you know what it is it's like it could be a good message and of course the message to stay back is a good message for what it's intended for right but because it's Kevin Durant the problem is he's he's lost all cachet. All internet cachet, cyber cachet, all gone, wiped clean. Anything you tweet, people will not take as, as gospel. They cannot take serious. Because we don't even know if you're retweeting yourself from your burner account. Or if this is actually you having an actual conversation with an actual fan. Slash hater. Who knows? You see where the problem is? Because Kendrick Perkins could right now be getting... Like you know, spam by the you you know the little egg pictures, yeah, the little Twitter eggs, and that could just be Kevin Durant and his brother, and then maybe they might get Kyrie to hop on it too, you know, unless Kyrie is trying to tell you the Illuminati's on Twitter or some shit like that. I don't know what the hell Brooklyn's gonna do next year. Is what I want to know. 
can they make? It's not that they don't have the talent, but can they mentally ride out that that season? That's the real thing. Can can Spencer Dinwiddie mentally ride out this next season, Roses? Do you think he could do it? Do you think Karis LeVert can really do it? Because I'm pretty sure Kendrick Perkins couldn't do it. <laughs> the game's changed, man. <laughs> the game's changed. The game's changed, boy. Yep. It's not the same anymore. But yeah. Hopefully they get that sorted out. We look forward to all the uh, all the beef, all the the juicy hot goss that comes our way via the NBA and uh, and uh, the Woj. Um, and it's usually just garbage like this. But thanks KD, thanks Kyrie for giving us more hot topics for the NBA and less NBA to actually talk about. Well, we're waiting, man. Uh, I'm just waiting for tip off. Yeah. <laughs> We're just waiting for tip. Well, you know, some guys would hope that you never get it. But, you know, I, oh, actually, before, yeah, before we even move on from that, I think, what do you think, how valid is the point that the Kendrick Perkins put that the reason they are complaining is because they know they're both not going to be making it to the finals? Because that puts a different tinge on the reason for them asking to have a break. Well, I think I think it goes down to the the whole selfishness aspect, right? Yeah. And I think that's what yeah. it is. And you know, with all the variations of how they were going to do this that were being bandied about, one of them was like, "Oh, yes. I gotta face the Lakers in the first round." So you're like, "Well, is that I, that's what? The, yeah, that's what it looked <laughs> like." Yeah. And you're like, "Well, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just go there yeah. for like a three day vacation and ruin my summer." <laughs> Isolation or not, I don't care. It's I'm four, not going to do it. Four losses in Orlando. That's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get some Mickey Mouse ears on your way as a participation and trophy, and then out the door. I well done, Kyrie. Yeah, I don't. No, man. I do. I believe it. Mm-hmm. No, I. I think there's no? no. I don't believe. I don't believe Kendrick Perkins in that aspect that he is being selfish or that has something okay. to do with it in regards to. You know, hey, you know what? You're, we're probably not going to make a run for a chip this year, anyways. So, what's no. the point of putting my body through it? I think, yeah. I think there is some, there is truth to what Kyrie is saying, but I feel your voice is probably better used, even if it was sh- a short time of playing basketball. You can still do yeah. things in and around there, possibly even do interviews uh, during games. I don't know. I'm just kind of just spitballing on the top of my head right now. <laughs> but there, there are probably other avenues in which you can use that voice that you have, the leverage that you of have, course. and and then take of it course. to the next step. And I think being in Orlando for that is a positive one. So that's where that's where I, I stand on it. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I think the whole world was going to be. Uh, sitting and watching, um, it will be sitting and watching this. This you know, uh, tip off slash uh, road to the playoffs, right? So I think best opportunity. All eyes focused in one central location, as well, right? Like you, and I mean, if it's a big enough match, it's a big enough uh, game, a Lakers versus a Clippers, and that's your best opportunity to just say something, have something vocal or a Milwaukee versus Lakers game. And you're, you know, like there's just even in of itself, because outside of the, the core fans in the U S games like that get pushed around the world, right? That those are the big hot games to pick up. Um, because it's got all the superstars and then, you know, you have LeBron here who already has a pre-established platform and he kind of has a very good grasp on at least, um, putting out a statement and I'm, I'm sure 
him, the uninterrupted team, and probably the NBA will probably be working on something for that at that time, whatever that specific game is, or maybe even just the first game. It could just be a tribute game in order to just like set their record straight on how the NBA and the players feel about the situation. But yeah, all in all, way better to keep the season keep the season playing. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no, there's no need to be stuck in the mud, guys. We're waiting. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to see some posters and all that stuff. I can't keep looking at dunk compilations and uh, <laughs> and games from days gone by. It just it just doesn't do the trick. All these YouTube channels are doing like are now set to doing Bill Russell versus Wilt Chamberlain com- like comparisons, and it's I mean, you know, Wilt Chamberlain scores a hundred points, so that's that. Yeah, but there's no video uh, evidence of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Moses. Oh my goodness, have I? I've been saying this for the long. Do you know that the first ever recorded NBA game has video? The Toronto Wolf, the Toronto Huskies versus the, the, New, York and the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, there is a video. There is a video. You can see those white men running up and down the court. <laughs> And I think they, I think they, they either had it at uh, in New York or maybe even in Toronto. I don't know, but Wilt Chamberlain's hundred point game is not recorded on anything. What? What? It's not like he had done it before, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so like, oh, we don't need this version. He's already done it. No. I th- you know what? If I could, if I could build a time machine, Moses, you know exactly. No, screw Hitler. This is the time. That's the time. I would just go to watch that game, come back, and then just be like, you know what? He, he yeah, they were right. Yep, I counted it myself. <laughs> Hundred points. I saw that ball going. <laughs> um, but anyway, so to switch gears a little bit, we we wanted to touch on uh, the NFL a bit. Uh, we had that issue with, or not, it wasn't even an issue, but uh, Dak Prescott finally got the signature pen and paper, $31.4 million um, for the Dallas Cowboys. And I wanted to ask, do you think, um, <clears throat> oh, sorry, so this is uh, this is in comparison, right? Uh, he turned down the, the deal that would have had him pay, uh, would have had him paid, not 31, but 33 per season. Um, but instead, I think it was just because he couldn't, his his release. It was, I think, something to do with uh, release. So they had they had failed to come to terms on a multi-year extension with their starting QB. Um, but then in the end, I think they found something comparable uh, that they could find him on. I wanted to know, do you think this has anything to do with the... Um, recent and i know this could be a reach in the dark but we got we got a jerry jones here who hasn't been the most uh the most socially conscious and uh steadfast or or a malleable owner right let's say in the past he's a very much texas guy he's a very and the family themselves very much texas family i feel like you know they've been going holding out for the longest time and refusing to get even anywhere close to the 33 or the 34 that Dak Prescott was asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, now that like we have all this stuff happening, I think they were looking at Jerry Jones to make a statement with 
George Floyd, which he still hasn't, which it doesn't even matter. He doesn't even have to make that statement, but it's kind of this implicit stress pressure that's placed on him now that they're saying you have one of the own one of six or seven black QBs in the NFL. And I'm pretty sure he received a nice little ring from Roger Goodell after the Kaepernick thing happened and said, uh, hey, man, listen, I know you guys are, are at ends. Maybe you want to let go of Dak. But I don't know if today's the best day to let go of Dak. What do you think? Do you think there's any validity to that, Moses? Or do you think it's just it, there are other factors specifically that dealt with this? I think, well, going to Dak in the money, I find yeah. it interesting that he's only signed. Like, they want him, Dallas wants him for five years. He only wants four. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's like, I'll take a slightly less pay cut. Or, you know, yeah. as much as a pay cut is when you consider what a franchise tag does, right? Uh, yes. You know, that's a, that's a, a nice little pay cut, to be honest with you, when you Huge. consider the top yeah, five yeah. Uh, salaries. And, you know, you're probably the most paid when it comes to, uh, you know, the positions, right? Like yes. the quarterback position is always going to be making the top dollar. So the fact that you, they put an executive franchise tag on you, that's not too shabby. Should he be paid big no. bucks? Honestly, ask yourself this question. And anybody out there listening, name the quarterbacks in the NFC East. Is Dak better than any of them? I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's better. Than, I, I think he's way better than Carson yeah. Wentz. I know Carson Yo, Wentz won the. Uh, I, yes, he won the. Yeah, sure, he won the 2018 okay. MVP. Okay. But let's be real. He's, he's the only reason reliable. why they won the Super Bowl. The oh, only reason why they won the go. Super Bowl. Let's be honest. Because, was because yeah, of we, Nick Foles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's Nick that. Foles, and and he when them to yeah, the and when they were struggling when Carson Wentz was there, and then when he went down, Foles came back. Yeah. And what happened? Well, they made it to the and playoffs they again. The season again. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me. That's what I think of. I, I'm the type of person that I am not saying and this is no knock on Carson Wentz. I think he's a good quarterback. But if you're comparing any of the quarterbacks in that division, you're telling me yeah. Dak is not better than any of them starting or backup. No. I d- honestly, yes, he is. I think Dak deserves the money. I think Dak is a better player. And if you look at a lot of the other quarterbacks in the NFC, it'll be tough mm-hmm. to say, well, it's tough with with Tom Brady in there. Yeah, of course. Right? Now that you have that, you have to deal with. Yeah, and like you have, of course, you have Aaron Rodgers. You, you can't mess around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you look at so some like, of these quarterbacks yes. out there right now, and you know, come yeah. kind of taking he's not like taking a look at the the top paid quarterbacks. Right, and I think that gets you at Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. You haven't yeah. Aaron so Rodgers right now. Did. Yeah, exactly. So right yeah. now, Seahawks. Russell Wilson makes the most out of anybody. Thirty-five million. That is is, he, is, is yeah. Dak better than him? No. Uh, Russell Wilson no, wins that. Not even close. Not even close. Is Dak better than Ben Roethlisberger, who makes $34 million? Oh, I say yes. No. Right oh. now. Given where he is right now. Okay, yes. Yes, right yeah. now. Given where he is, I would say that. I agree. Uh, would you say he's so, better? So, so Ben's, Ben's is based off of a, like, precedence. His value, yeah, the, his value is depreciating. So if you wanted to say right now, at the start of this season in 2020. Who would you go yeah. with? I'd go with Dak Prescott. Aaron Rodgers, I think yeah. it's safe to say who you want to go with. Then you look at some of the other quarterbacks here. Carson Wentz, I still feel he's better than, like I mentioned before, Kirk Cousins, who makes $33 million. Don't yeah. you think he's better than him? Yeah. No, I listen, way better than Kirk Cousins. Way better than Kirk Cousins, so that's in where my I'm opinion. That's, how, that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. I see when you look at the top, yeah. uh, Matt Stafford. I just... Yeah. <laughs> 
I just you see the thing is with that NFC, are you saying within his division? Because it's not even fair. Because yeah, Dallas is Dallas has been great or pretty okay. They lost what three seasons in their division, but like everyone else has just been garbage. It's not hard to make it out of their division. It is not difficult. But when you're looking, I mean the Redskins. The Giants, you can't do it. So, so I just want to say from the perspective of, I think of course of throughout the league, yes, like comparable, right? And I think even more so. What what does it mean for 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 what Dak has had to agree to do? Because I think for them to even give him this franchise tag means that they they have a few they have a few sort of guys he's got to go and, and, and compete against. Yeah. And I don't think it would just be... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be based off of the, the guys in the NFC East, right? I would imagine like you were saying. Yeah, we're saying if we give you this franchise tag, that means you need to be coming for Tampa Bay. That means you need to be going for... You need to be coming for the Tennessee Titans. That means you the Houston Texans. That doesn't mean it doesn't matter how good they are in their league in their conference, right? You need to be as good because whenever they come to, whenever they 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 come visit, you need to be winning those games. You cannot you cannot just be like, well, as long as we're ahead in our division, it's no. You need to be winning those games. You know, it's not a matter of going five and five anymore, or four and four. It's. <clears throat> Now they got a now they now he has to figure out how to get a regular playoff run for the, at least the next two three years, otherwise his contract is going to get shipped, right? But I also do think there's an aspect of him getting a uh, a, a a leg up because Roger Goodell had to come forward and say uh, say those things about um, giving giving Kaepernick another opportunity. Uh, it just had me think more so about not just giving Cap the opportunity, but how it reverberates throughout the rest of the league. Because now more more owners, are, I th- I'm sure Goodell had to call every owner and put them on notice and say, listen, we cannot fire black people right now. <laughs> right now, not the great yeah, time not, to fire yeah. black people. And it has to be something mm. serious if you're going to do it. Oh, he... Ray, like, Ray Rice is the start. Like, Ray Rice is bottom of the barrel bad. You gotta be, like... Like, Greg Hardy? Yeah, you gotta really, really, really be bad. And then they'll be like, alright. You know, anything else there is suspension. For real. I think, right now, we could, like... No, not we. I'm not... I don't play in the NFL. But there's there's, there's a lot of leeway. You gotta... You gotta... A few... A few um, opportunities here for... The majority of the league, I don't know if it's going to help them in the long run, though, but the franchise players who happen to be black, I think, are going to benefit from this, right? Um, Russell Westbrook, of course, he's already over the hill. Now, you know, we have Lamar. I think he could be next up. Uh, he's going to probably cash out, get something nice, you know, get get that franchise tag with the with the... With a nice look from the league, right? Uh, who else? We got Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know they they just won. They have a oh yeah, they're gonna be they making a, like Mahomes is gonna be making big money, and like you said, Lamar yeah. Jackson well deserved big money. Yeah, uh, but like big money. Yeah, but I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking out of all and those are quarterbacks. I don't think Dak 
is ahead of. But no. I look at some of the other names on here. Damn, man. Like Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mentioned Matt Stafford. Hey, Jimmy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like those, if you think that Jimmy Dak G, is below those guys, I think you have another thing coming. I think he's better than all those guys. And I think. You don't think Jimmy G has the sauce? N- well, not right now. <laughs> he's got some major swag though I love that swag but hey man I, am, I ain't gonna G mess with that swag. I'm not gonna mess with that Jimmy not gonna G got lie. the mad respect for Jimmy Jimmy G got the Jimmy G got the porn star swag bro yeah see that's see that's the thing man when, come on when, when, you, when you got a nickname like Jimmy G you know you got something man like you do they, you, you got, got something, something going. but right now honestly if I am I'm thinking at this moment if I'm gonna yeah. pick between the two I would go with yes. Dak Prescott Okay. I think no, Dak Prescott enough. provides different intangibles that that I don't and get what Jimmy like Garoppolo gets. Yeah, yeah, I think he could throw the ball. He could run the ball. He's, he's the dude's built. I'm talking about Prescott, right? So he can take yeah. the, the oh, pounding. Yeah. So a that tank. guy's barreling down against you. You know, if you're like yeah. a linebacker or something like that, well, you're like, well, he's practically the same size as me. So like you, you, you get that. Like he's a big body. The guy has a big arm, and the guy can in play. So uh, that's that's For how sure. I see it in that aspect. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if he performs. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot He's got wait his money to see now. when the season actually kicks off. You talked about, yes. you talked about so, uh, what was it, just a little side note. You talked about yeah. Colin Kaepernick. I think he should go to the Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what? okay. The, if have have if there been rumblings? Well, I'm just saying go to the Jaguars. They need Because I'm looking yeah, at a team need that needs a little more popularity. I, well, they, they canceled yeah. their games. They're supposed to go out to... To England this year, but he, he would have been a great draw, you know. From from been. a money standpoint, for putting butts in the seats, Kaepernick would be a yeah. great guy to have on your team. So yeah, you know, it was what Shahid Khan who owns the team. Ooh, I'm sure you're listening to this podcast. About, you go out yes. and you get your boy and get it. Colin Kaepernick. What about the Panthers? They got Bridgewater. Okay, but I, I mean, well, man, I'm just, just telling you, they signed Bridgewater. They signed him. Yeah, and I just, and I'm just saying, like, because as it's a like, backup, come on, man. like, are you talking about a backup? Well, I don't know. Just because they need to come back from how they treated Cam, you know, I just feel like this would also be, and that's who I was thinking of. Like, I end, I know what you mean. Like, Panthers need it, but Cam Newton, yeah, they just, you know. Poor, poor O-line got him fucked up that many times with that many seasons. He had to go get surgery over and over again. He gave everything he could to this team, and then they let, like, they drop him. Of course, business is business, but I do think uh, they also could stand to... There are a lot of teams that actually, you're right, probably could use a Kaepernick. Washington Wizards could use Kaepernick. <laughs> He probably I mean, he probably still be in their top ten in scoring by the end of the year. How? Yeah. You know that? Have you seen this floating around? Uh, on another complete side note, that Michael yeah. Jordan in his time with the Wizards only two seasons, and I think he ranks fifteenth all time in scoring. Yeah, Michael. Okay, listen. Uh, I saw. Did you see? You saw this on Fox. Fox, right? For someone did one of the. Um, the analysts did a whole rant on Michael Jordan's two wizard seasons. And he said, Michael Jordan had, uh, he was one of 12 players, I think to score. I think he had like more five or more 30 plus games, uh, for both seasons. The dude averaged 20 plus 
for the yeah. two years. He, the guy dropped he 51 scored? points in a game. He's oldest NBA he, player to do it at 40. He was doing more than Vin, he was scoring more points than Vince Carter. I want everyone to understand that this, this he was scoring more points than Vince Carter, who is what at the Nets now by this time. I think, right? I think Vince was playing for the Nets. Yeah. And my man couldn't stop scoring. And they said, I don't, and I agree with you. I think, we should have, that last dance should have gone straight into the Wizards. I personally think. Well, I think, well, to delve into it, it just talked about that whole 98 year. But I loved it. A lot of people just kind of shit on and kind of say, oh my God, the Jordan years were horrible. Well, when they, Jordan, yeah, they say don't when talk Jordan about was on the court, that team was a playoff yeah. team. Oh yeah, no, the team they were oh. good. Like defensively, the they Wizards. were one of the top teams yeah. in the league. It's just when he went down with injuries and then sat on the sideline. Yeah, that team just that they started to falter. Yeah, but you talk about what yeah. Michael Jordan did, and I know that talk about you know LeBron's taking a team from nothing. Look what he did with the Cavs, and I'm like, you know what? We probably could have saw something very interesting with the Washington Wizards if they made the playoffs with Jordan. That would have been oh, fun yeah, to watch. For sure. And I think when he was healthy and he was there, you saw that team was significantly better. What happened when he left? Well, the team regressed and continues to do so. Mhm. Mhm. And I <laughs> 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 Oh, what do you mean they, because they changed their John name back Wall's to the here. Bullets. Oh, no. Uh, and that actually is funny. I, whenever you think, whenever I think about, um, and this could be a deep cut, but whenever I think about the Washington Bullets, who's the first player that comes to your mind? Uh, you know, it's funny when you say that, not really anybody, yeah. but Jawan Howard would be probably who comes to mind. Jawan really? Howard, the Chris you Webber? Know, yeah. Here's my fun. Here's the funny thing. Think? For me, it's, it's literally... <laughs> It's Gilbert Arenas, because Gilbert Arenas, if for all those who don't know, and the Washington Bullets is an app name, because my man got called out once in training, and they said he didn't have the heater on him, and he went out and he got the heater. My man had the strap on him in practice. I was like, this guy's a Washington Bullet from the, like day in, day out. <laughs> and that's my little joke, my little NBA joke for you for the week. Thank you very much for listening. But yeah, uh, Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, gotta love him. Uh, another Washington Wizard great, I guess you could say. Did he play? Well, I guess Wes Unseld would have been a, a legend there. I'm just looking at this team. They, yeah. they got a championship, you know that? What? The Bullets? That's a long ass time ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's got to be. Got to be. Couldn't be, yeah. Um,. But yeah, for sure, for sure, I, I, yeah, I think Gilbert Arenas played. Gilbert Arenas played with Jordan. They actually could have been a. You're right. They could have been a very comparable playoff team, uh, or a finals team with Jordan had he still been healthy, and I, especially with his expertise, knowing now that's it's in his DNA. I don't think he ever stopped being that great of a leader of a player. You know, it's just his body kind of started slowing down. Um. So, yeah, but thanks, everybody. I think we've had, like, a great conversation this week. Uh, we've spoken about the NFL. we got a bit of soccer footy in there and then a bit of uh, NBA. Uh, we, uh, and a shout-out to Gilbert yeah. Arenas, I guess. Yeah, shout-out to Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, you know. 
Uh, actually, no, because he's very mean to um, uh, what Swaggy P's kids. Oh, he's he's taking home Swaggy P. He's, he's gotten uh, he's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gotten worse. Every so often, you can check in on his Instagram story, and you can see how he's abusing other people's kids. Uh, Gilarinas is still climbing walls at people's houses, and uh, you know, home invasions and stuff like that. If you don't believe me, check online. But <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening for this week. We uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Moses, did you have anything else that you wanted to yes. add? I will say this. Uh, major props yeah. to Wes Unseld, uh, who actually just died uh, earlier this month, by the way. Oh, shame. Um, yeah. You can talk about legends in the game, Washington Bullet, uh, all-time mm-hmm. uh, leader when it comes to uh, games played for that club championship winner wow. uh, as well. Wow. Uh, you yeah. know, so you have to give him mad respect. Plus, a, a little, well, I'm saying a little known fact, but a fact that should impress people who aren't familiar with Wes Unseld, he won both the Rookie of the Year and NBA MVP in the same year. What? Same year. Rookie same season. and MVP. Same season. What year was this? Uh, he came into the league in, what was it, 1968? Yeah, yeah he, he was the second overall pick. I got to find out who was the first overall pick and see how that was turned the out. ABA, was the ABA, yeah, ABA was there, right? Yeah, Elvin Hayes. Yeah, how'd that turn out for you, San Diego Rockets? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, actually, the thing is, Elvin Hayes actually, is, well, the thing is, he actually made it to the NBA Hall of Fame, but, you know. Oh, there you go. So there's no, there's no knock on uh, what no, he did. No relation to Isaac Hayes? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, sadly not. But he was All a two. Right. T- he was a he was a scoring champion, rebounding leader. Yeah. This is what the talking yeah. about Elvin Hayes. But anyways, back to West Unseld. Yeah, uh, dude was a Finals MVP, uh, NBA champion, um, league MVP the same uh, year as a rookie. Like it's just it's crazy. Like when you look at all rookie first Stats. team, rebounding leader, uh, one of the greatest fifty greatest players uh, of all time to play in the NBA. Uh, his number retired by the Wizards, well deserved. Um, so yeah. so this is what I'm uh, I'm saying you can't uh, you can't mess around. So when I was like ah who can I think of and then Wes Unseld's name came in and then you know I just realized yeah he just passed away and then you look at all those accolades. So Damn. I'm sure there are probably like tens of Wizards fans slash Bullets fans out there listening. They'd be like hey we have Wes Unseld. I'm like well props yeah. to him. Oh for sure absolutely major props, props. to him. And in terms of major what he props did props to Wes Unseld. Um, you and that's know. a cra- that was a uh, good era. Like when you talk about big men like bigs. Yeah, because he would have faced Will Chamberlain. Yeah, he would have faced Will Chamberlain. He would have faced Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, yeah. So uh, skyhooks everyone. Everyone's just skyhooking everyone. Kareem, Bill Russell, oh, man, literally, and th- literally everyone on the Boston Celtics was like a seven foot tall like white dude. It was actually <laughs> the most unfair thing. That squad was just too op. <laughs> like honestly, and Bill Russell. How do you? Yeah, and Bill Russell. <laughs> everyone was a giant, man. Ah, oh, okay, but you know most of those guys are are big dudes in the front offices now. So yeah, cool, good for them. Absolutely. Um, but everybody have a great week. We hope to we'll see you next week with more content um, and more sports to talk about. All right, baby. Take care. do. This podcast is a Collab House production.